I know, and we all know that this day will come in our lives, either for later, sooner or later. But this day will come when all the the sounds, the noises will cease, and there will be no sermons, no preach, no preaching, no gathering, no services, no. And we will stand face to face with you, God, and everything will be uncovered. We will see you face to face. And I pray that today, while we still live on this earth, we will learn to um, to calm down all the surrounding noises and concentrate on you only, God. I pray that whatever uh, is distracting us from coming to you, help us, God, to give you the priority to to run to you first, to to cherish that that uh, time when we come to you and all the church say amen you may sit down you look very good even with these uh, scary masks but your eyes i can see and it's really good to see you here even though it's not all of us, it's not all of us how it used to be. I'm not one of these people who really like to hug, but I really miss that. I miss that warm uh, contact, uh, communication. We are approaching that day, but we are approaching that day when we will be with Jesus in heaven and we can hug him and we can hug him warmly. And when I was preparing for today's sermon, I was thinking, I'd rather not say what I was thinking. Uh, my thoughts were like, I'm just speaking in a spiritual um, realm. Uh, I was feeling like this is not, this is not a very comfortable uh, word to hear. Sometimes when I prepare for home groups, for my sermons, I, I know that everyone is gonna love it everyone will agree everyone will like it but there are certain sermons when I'm preparing for and I know that it's a very difficult topic it's very difficult to to talk about it to people because not everyone will like it there will be those who will be they will be irritated now we uh, do you know what it is um, some kind of like a board of your dreams, your goals, your tasks? Do you know what I, what I mean? It's very popular uh, nowadays to have it, just to see it in front of you, to visualize. And many people put it on their walls. So now we're going to... Um, this is not mine and this none of uh, ours. Um, but this is one of the examples I found. And... I was just searching for examples on the internet and I chose this one. Um, it's not very dif different from others. Others might seem more Christian-like, but they all look similar. Some visual 
visualizations, some dreams and goals you have. And when you look at this example, do you think that something is wrong, something is strange, something is odd? And do you have any ideas what's wrong with this? And you might say, nope, everything seems okay. Everything seems uh, normal. There's nothing wrong. Is there at least anything that uh, that is makes you wonder what's wrong? I know you all might have the right answer, but I know some of you already said it. I wanted to say, I wanted to say this conclusion, so let's wait on that for a while. I know you might have the idea that when you look in this through the physical eyes, through our norm, like normal, a normal look, uh, it's nothing wrong. There's no bad intentions, no sin. Like they're not actually talking about harming anyone. Um, uh, like doing anything wrong, it's a woman's uh, board. Board. So we see a picture of a nice house. Um, if I looked at a men's men's um, boards, I saw a lot of cars and a lot of cars in in them and this is the woman's uh, example so it's more it's about just um, yeah just moving forward in life planning budgeting saving for your goals and dreams investing um girl on fire it means you're full of energy ideas yeah goals for life okay now you may switch off the board the example we see one of them the uh, example of uh, the dream our dream board all of them were good none of them were bad but that was now i will invite him to come and read i still don't have my glasses that i'm waiting for um, i couldn't get them because of lockdown. It's going to be from Philippians 3rd chapter. Verse, it says, it's from verse 8. What is more? I'm sorry, that is, I want to say quickly uh, that uh, when Paul is saying, um, when he mentions everything, what does he mean? He had the best education. He was very rich, very influential. He had a very good name and power where he lived. As I know, he didn't have a family, but he had friends and everyone respected him. He, he was well recognized in society where he, where he lived. So imagine Paul's board. Imagine he could put all these things on the board and he has already achieved. His goals were already achieved. But look what he says next. He's saying, I consider 
everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in Him, not having a righteousness on my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of His resurrection and participation in His sufferings, becoming like Him in His death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained, joined together in following my example. Brothers and sisters, and just as you have us uh, as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For as I have often told you before, and now tell you again with, uh, tell you again even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. And um, so now, uh, I want to ask you again a question. Now, when we read this, do you think that these purposes, these goals, uh, is it different from what we have seen before on the screen, on the board? Um, okay, so we clearly see that it's different. It's very different. And Paul is warning us, he's warning the believers, even speaking with with tears in his eyes. He's talk, approaching, uh, he's addressing this to believers, to church. But are these things that we're, we have seen on the board, are they bad? Are they wrong? No, of course they're not. But, uh, but uh, the death will tempt us with good things. He, uh, like in that example where Jesus was in the desert and uh, Satan came to him, tempting him with things that seem to be good from themselves. Um, but when we put these things in this perspective, in in the, in the perspective of the on on these passages, these verses, we see things in different with different eyes. With, we see the new different value of these things. Um, Paul is trying to make us evaluate 
everything we really uh, dreamed about, we really worked for, we put these things as our biggest dreams and goals in life. But what is Paul saying is that these things, what what is, does that mean in the perspective of eternity? Will that matter in the kingdom of heaven, whether you get married or you don't get married, whether you live in that big, luxurious house or not? These things shouldn't even be our main biggest goals in life. Paul was was running towards achieving his reward in heaven. He wanted to be, when he comes to, to the Lord, when he he is rewarded for what he has done on earth, for his, for his works of faith, he didn't value the things the same way he he did value them before he met Christ he, before he met Christ and when he met Jesus when he was his heart was changed his eyes were opened he started to see things in a completely different way and and I'm not saying that you shouldn't have a house a car a family and you should just uh, like wear some some rags as clothes um, I'm not judging you for wearing nice uh, fashionable clothes but this says these verses tell us that these things are not worth our struggles our tears our worries our basically our hearts God is reminding us that he knows what we need he really sees the desires of his heart and yes he he might give you all these things but they should not distract you from God they should not distract you from the real source of joy and happiness and the Bible says you are called for eternity you're called to live eternally with God in the kingdom of heaven if you ask yourself honestly what is your biggest goal your biggest dream Uh, are there, what are these things that you're, you're, you want so much that you're willing to sacrifice everything that you're willing to sweat at work at your final with your all, all of your efforts is it uh, your biggest goal is to have a wife or husband or the perfect face Uh, without no wrinkles when you're 80 to look like you're 16 um, or is it that Ferrari or the big house the pole he noticed this tendency in church that's why he had to talk about it with so much so much emotions even with tears in his eyes that he saw how dangerous this mindset is that infected the church this mindset this chasing the wrong things uh, having the wrong priorities um, everything nowadays we have even more um, opportunities to concentrate 
it on our fleshly bodies, people tend to concentrate too much on uh, saving their bodies, saving their, um, they're really looking to save their health, their body, their, their, um, by eating all kinds of diets. But, again, that's nothing wrong in it, but the question is, will you be alive even if you um, maintain your body? Even if you, only if you, um, what is the source of your energy, of your life? God promised that he will be with you in your sickness and in your health, in your poverty, in, in your prosperity. So do not concentrate um, on your circumstances on or what's going on in your life. Uh, rather, watch, watch, uh, look after your heart that it will have the right uh, mindset towards God. Look after your heart that it stays faithful to God. It, it, um, so be uh, aware of the the status of your heart so many people in church today worship their their achievements their uh, their families heart their uh, husband or wife even in church you can worship your ministry you can worship how great you are at being a sing, uh, a worship leader of uh, it's so diff it's so easy to to lose concentration on god it's so easy to lose that vision and be proud in yourself and um and to lose that goal, the purpose that we have been called for. The, the, the goal of Paul was to gain a reward from Christ when he finally stands before him face to face in the final judgment. He wants to be rewarded. He wants to live in a way that uh, it would please the heart of God that when I stand before him God will smile at you he would be pleased and satisfied in your life how you lived how you used your time that you have you had been given God's looking at us and thinking oh look he made another board of his dreams okay okay we'll wait until he realizes i understand if you're if you're new in faith that that uh, world with its fleshly mindset doesn't doesn't uh, leave our mentality so quickly 
it is so deeply rooted in all of us. But if you are a believer, if you have been with Christ for 10, 20, 30 years, and if you still find yourself having these words and and um, just every day you look at that and you keep thinking how you need to have all these things, um, you, re you read your the perfect list, the perfect description of your future dream husband or wife. And then you keep practicing faith, saying all these things are coming, they're coming to me in the name of Jesus. You pray all these prayers. You even um, you even gather people around you to to keep supporting you and praying together, so that all these things come to you because that's what you desire the most uh, at the moment. That's not how Christianity should look like. It's not. Paul hasn't talked about it. That's not what he was talking about. What if we put on our, the the board of our dreams a thing like there shouldn't be a day uh, without you uh, spending time with God, being in His presence, simply coming to Him to be in His presence. I want to be as close to the heart of Jesus Christ as close as possible on this earth. I want to experience him so deeply, so strongly um, while I'm still on this earth. I want to learn another goal for, for us could be I want to really learn to hear God, to hear him very clearly when he's speaking to me, when he's showing things to me. And uh, my problem, for example, is when I hear some encourage, encouragement from God, and I'm thinking, okay, maybe later, maybe tomorrow, maybe after lunch. But if you hear the word of God, if you hear his voice, our goal could be to, to learn how to react to it, to respond to it, not to simply uh, push it away. The Bible guarantees, the, the Word of God guarantees freedom and life, and life abundantly. If you practice uh, um, setting up new goals that are compatible with, uh, with God's heart, with God's Word, uh, He promises you freedom, freedom from all such, uh, when we're slaving, when we're slaving for things, slaving for materialistic things in life, it's when you finally feel free that you can be happy today, even though it, it, and it wouldn't be uh, dependent on whether you have have or not don't have something you, when you don't look at your circumstances but you look deeper you look further you look beyond um, you look you lift your eyes to God 
And for example, how about such a goal for us to talk, to talk, to tell the gospel, tell the the message of gospel to our neighbors, to tell about Christ? Is that something Paul would want? Is that something he would desire to do while he's alive on this earth? Um, how about? New Year, when we um, have a goal to preach the gospel, to tell about Jesus to at least 10 people uh, this year, next year, for women, for example, for married women, it's a really good goal to, to learn to love your husband, to understand him, to know him more deeply know his heart for us women if you're married that's what god is calling you to first of all to love learn to love those who are close to you and also another thing is learn to forgive maybe there are um, situations in your life that you're holding anger against somebody for for 30 years maybe maybe somebody did wrong, something wrong 30 years ago and you're still upset you're still angry and you keep bringing and carrying that anger how do you think it affects you? So the goal is to learn to forgive. Or when you face some such uh, obstacles at work, let's say there is a colleague who really annoys you, who always causes problems, and you always uh, get irritated whenever you have to face face uh, and talk to them. So how many of you in this situation pray pray for these people to change for God to open their eyes because they're wrong they're doing something bad also in in a marriage when you pray for your wife or husband to change so maybe they don't understand something they're wrong and then you pray that God changes their hearts rather we should be praying God please teach me how to accept teach me how to show love teach me how I can understand them better and teach me God to walk the path of, of righteousness that I would walk the path of righteousness that, that God would be uh, proud in me God would be satisfied in my behavior but we would stand firm um, we would stand firm that our marriages would be strong they would not fall down there would be no divorces and children would not want to run away from home I pray that that our goal would not be uh, to watch more videos on YouTube or attend more courses and then you think you will be finally free you would finally understand something but in a way you keep uh, you keep running away from responsibility and from what you know god is calling you and it's just simply to to love i'm really sorry that i'm, I'm shouting so much maybe today i'm very emotional and I, my voice seems very powerful but 
But yeah, today I'm going to be like this because what I speak, I believe, is very crucial and important. And another goal we I want to see is that our children believe in God, our children love God um, to see me and my husband when when we're old and we're still in love we still we love each other even more more and more and Jesus has spoken a lot about it as well as Paul and all these examples uh, written in the Bible when we read about uh, sufferings of the church in the first century, how they were prosecuted when they were given for the lions. Uh, I just remember one story when we had a guest in, at, in our home group and he told this story that happened in Russia. He he said there were times in Russia when people couldn't go to church. They couldn't practice faith. They were putting they were put to jails. And he told the story of a family who were caught having a Bible, believing in Christ. They were given um uh, they were given this condition. Either they reject deny Jesus, so either you reject you. Jesus, or if not, if you will not obey, then they threaten to dig them to the ground alive. I know that it's not pleasant to hear for you, and thank God that today we are not persecuted in such a way. And I remember I really was irritated to hear this. I was so shocked. I couldn't believe it. And there were children as well. Um, they were standing strong and brave before these guys who were threatening. They were singing, they were praising Lord, and they were assuring themselves that do not be afraid soon we will be with god soon we will we will dine with him in heaven we will be seated at his table in heavenly kingdom and parents were were uh, comforting comforting their children but they would they did not deny jesus they they sang and worshiped him until the last minute until the last second they could let out the last breath and when i hear such examples such stories when i'm reading the bible the, their lives sometimes i'm thinking what's wrong with me you know how it's very po uh, convenience convenient thinking nowadays that we, you adapt to everything you adapt you to every situation if you have to maybe sometimes hide that you're a christian use the in this kind of uh smart adapting to the world mode but with jesus i can go before uh, the, the stream i can go before all the winds i can go against um if he's with me is he's if he's if he's uh, walking with me and that's the price if you're um if you want to follow if you want to be a true believer 
if you want to be a, a real believer and uh, show the real obedience to Christ, we just have to trust Him in every possible situation and keep that faith, keep that obedience. Do not uh, not to let ourselves be threatened by any situations. And now, as the wor uh, worship team comes on stage, and we're gonna share the bread and drink. Before that, I want to invite you to come with all these words of dreams you have in your hearts. Just uh, if, if you have it physically or whether it's just in your heart, your thoughts, just compare it. Uh, how much is it different from from what God would want, from what Paul want? Just see, um, evaluate it. God does not want to condemn you. He does not want to uh, make you feel basically if you really seek him i guarantee that god will open your eyes if there are things you don't see and he will open your eyes and you will be safe in every circumstance in every obstacle whether you're in a sick bed in jail in in some problems you can have that safety be safe in the hands of god and I pray, God, that I can come before you just like everyone else. We can approach you, God. Jesus is saying, come to me, those who want to have life. And we come to you, Jesus, um, just, just as we are. And we uh, acknowledge that maybe today our ambitions, our dreams and goals really differ from Paul's, from other Christians that lived and showed their deep faith and trust in God with their lives. Please open our eyes to see if we have been deceived, if we have been captured in some slavery, in some lies. God, I pray that in my heart the priorities would be reorganized if they're wrong please let me put you you um in the first place and seeking your kingdom your righteousness would be the the thing i seek the most and you promised you, you said that other things will be given to you as well and we do not have to worry about them we do not have to just we don't have to be anxious and worried about it god i thank you that you give us a chance to repent and you renew us you renew our hearts you refresh us you you awaken our hearts for you to serve you to love you to worship you and if our heart are away from you there uh we have sold our hearts to other things to serve other things of the world please forgive us god please set us free and liberate us from all kinds of bondages and let the desire of our hearts be to know you to know you even more more deeply to do all these things that he have called us to do 
to uh, to faithfully uh, run in this in this marathon and when we finally see you that we could hear well done you have kept your faith you have kept your trust in me thank you god thank you jesus thank you